Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Porch Talk. I'm Holly Rumbarger, and this is my original song, Uninterrupted Sky. I read about a dozen of those self-help books To learn to live or learn to love I didn't ask you for your judgment But it fit me like a glove I watched you walk through the back door I never wondered what for And I won't blame you for that Do you find loneliness before love Or the other way around My uninterrupted sky Breaks till the rain starts pouring down Breaks till the rain starts pouring down So I had that same dream again last night And I wrote it down Most nights I'm calling out for answers But I can't make a sound I watched you walk through the back Never wondered what for And I won't blame you for that Do you find loneliness before love Or the other way around My uninterrupted sky Breaks till the rain starts pouring down Breaks till the rain starts pouring down Can't just push it till the peace fits Nothing good will come of it You end up broken and abused You just have to wait until that smoke clears The clouds are gone, prisms appear Anything to change my view Never was about reading all those books But about turning the page So maybe it's high time we let this one go And start to act our age mm-hmm. And I watched you walk through the back door Never wondered what for And I won't blame you for that Do you find loneliness before love Or the other way around My uninterrupted sky Breaks till the rain starts pouring down Breaks till the rain starts pouring down No, no
Good beans. Okay, so we are here in the beautiful home of my lovely best friend, Lauren Hollis, uh, Lauren and Johnny Hollis. Good people, good Starkville people. And um, yeah, just wanted to get that out there that we've been hosted and we love our hosts. So Lovely home, love the art. Yeah. <laughs> good taste in music. Oh, yeah. Uh, what brings you up to Starkville? So I have started... Yeah, it's down now. I'm, I'm yeah. I, I always constantly get those confused now, but uh, so I joined a a band that existed in Hattiesburg for quite some time. It's called Mississippi Shakedown. So that's uh, Chad Cox and it was Zach Smith. It's just two of them for the longest time, but um, yeah, they asked me to come and sing for them. So, but this this weekend is another project that Chad Cox is in, and it's called the Delta Get Down. So it's a lot of blues, a lot of blues rock kind of stuff. And this is my first time singing with them this weekend. Uh, so, yeah, that's to answer your question. Yeah. A friend of mine uh, plays in that Mr. Phillips Sable. Oh, yeah. And uh, if y'all, uh, this ain't your first time on Porch Talk. He's, he's been on here uh, several times. Shout out to the Bentonia family down there at the Blue Front Cafe, Jimmy Duck Holmes. Uh, you, have you ever been? No, I haven't. This is my first time. You're going to enjoy it. I mean, it's singing and playing for 500 of your closest friends. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. No nerves came up from that at all. Well, good. <laughs> no, none, none uh, whatsoever. Man, some of, the, some of the best shows I've ever played or been a part of happened there. And, I mean, just the people that they're sweet people, man. And it's one of those rare things to where, and I think it's just, the culture that Jimmy really curates down there. It's like, there's no animosity. So, yeah. shout out to him. Tell me a little bit about you. Where are you from? Where were you raised? So, I was born in Birmingham, Alabama. I still have family there. Um, and then we moved around a lot as kids. Lived in, like, Orlando at some point when I was really super young. Uh, back to Birmingham, we moved to... Um, Colorado Springs, Ooh. and I spent a couple years growing up there, which was awesome. I'm actually going back at the end of this month, and I'm super excited. But, uh, yeah, and then moved to Petal, Mississippi, where I graduated high school, and then moved on to Starkville, where I went to school. So I went to college, which is fun. It's, like, fun that I'm here now. But then, so ended up in Hattiesburg for five years and just made the move to Nashville. Yeah, you've done quite a bit. Then. Quite a bit of a Tell me, uh, moving around. Like, Early moments, like uh, music, how'd you get into it? Okay, so I love to tell the story. Um, people always ask you, like, kind of when you started to love music or, like, what inspired you to start doing music, and I can trace it back to this, like, one moment in my childhood because I grew up with a brother and two sisters, and we were, like, country kids. We, like, made forts in the woods and picked blackberries, and that was, like, what we did. We rode bikes. So, like, we grew up in the country and pedal. And we would ride around in the summertime, and my mom's, like, super old, patina navy blue Jeep Grand Cherokee, and we would get boiled peanuts and Coke Icy's, and that was, and you'd, like, just drive through Petal and see, like, the peanut fields and, and all that, and that's actually, like, kind of, it's quite beautiful, just all the greenery and foliage and all that. But I can trace it back to then, because we were listening to probably three or four different CDs, and... Say Tom, Tom Petty. No, no, it was... My mom's choice of music really, I guess, inspired me because it was all we listened to. But uh, it was Allison Krauss at Union Station, Nickel Creek, Hootie and the Blowfish. Chris Thiele. Yeah, Chris Thiele, the most epic mandolin player of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm obsessed with all of, all of his projects. Yeah, I'm a huge Punch Brother. Oh, yeah. I found Punch Brothers before I found Nickel Creek, and that was like, oh, man, they're... They're both equally great. Well, isn't it great when you find somebody like, okay, so like, are you a big Mandolin Orange or Watch House fan? Did you ever yeah. listen to them? Yeah. So they have a new project. Um, I don't think Emily's in it, but I know Andrew is. And it's called Mighty Poplar. Play on words like Mighty, Mighty Poplar. So, and it's, they're really good. It's, I think there are several big, uh, big names in there that I can't bring to mind right now, but you should check it out. Good plug. Glad you did that. Yeah. Definitely will. Yeah, they, yeah I mean, yeah. if you guys, if Watch House or uh, Mighty Poplar, if you hear that, you know, uh, we'll be talking about my check later. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
that's uh, that's part of it. That is uh, that's the first plug you get. So uh, yeah. sponsorships headed this way. Uh, we expect <laughs> royalties. Um, Nickel Creek, and then who else did you say? Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, oh man. Oh yeah, like the. Darius oh my hair. That's, that's probably. That's, hold probably my that's the best Hootie song. It me. really is so good. Yeah, or Let Her Cry. I was like, I remember being in high school and every party, if someone had a guitar, that song was going to be played. I want to love you the best, <laughs> best that I can. You got to like literally sing out of the corner of your mouth. Yeah. And just kind of. So like that was the tail end for me of like what happened with Creed, Nickelback, and then they were like a lighter version of that. What that style of singing, does that make sense? Do you remember Echo Smith? Oh yeah. Man, we loved that CD. We got down to that as like ten year old kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back off, took you on. We, I gotta stop singing on the show, or they're gonna like copyright infringement me. Nah, you did. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> who else is in the car with you? Uh, my little brother Simon, my little sister Anna, older sister Sarah Faye, and my mom usually. My dad usually worked around, like moved around for his job. We moved around a lot with him when we were younger, but. As we got older, we got more settled. He just started taking them, and so he'd be, he'd be two weeks on, a weekend off. So she mostly, she did a lot of raising herself. Um, well, she was, peanuts and coke asses, man. Yeah, prime, prime nutrition right there. Yeah, so that's part of the Mississippi food thing. It nourished our souls, okay? That's right. And uh, who, who did the blowfish, who else round that off? Oh, man, probably Shania Twain, Dixie Chicks. Which Dixie Chicks is another story. That's like PTSD for me. I don't even want to like, uh, sorry, Dixie Chicks. It just. The Chicks now. The Chicks. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're going to have to like bleep out every, every Dixie in this, <laughs> this podcast. But, um, but no, like I, I just, I did resort work at a, um, I was like a residency down at a resort in Panama city once. And I just had to sing Dixie Chicks songs and like all the class, like what a nightmare. It was not my favorite thing. I really did not enjoy it. I didn't stay longer than four months. So it kind of ate away at my soul to not play original music and to not be playing an instrument and also just the way that musicians were viewed in that sense where it was like just your big, big dollar sign walking around. It just didn't feel, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel great on my soul. That's strange, like, to have a residency, like, usually residencies come with, like, that musician being able to share their music. That's, that's a strange get-up. It was more like an agency. Okay. But they had us set up doing this residency at a resort, so it was the agency. The I'm sure if it was, like, through the resort straight away, it would have been, that's a whole other story, and I'm getting into some, like, I could, you know, say something I don't shouldn't say so fair enough all right and so uh what would you uh be interested in like coming out of high school like why mississippi state oh man so i chose mississippi state because i was like a top i was i placed fifth in my class and i would have gotten valedictorian had it not been for deborah nobles not moving my 89.5 up my senior year when i was the first junior at pedal high to ever take AP calculus ever. But you know what? She taught me a valuable lesson in life. You were on my bad side, Deborah. Well, she actually was a fantastic teacher and uh and just, you know, didn't didn't give anyone breaks for no reason and that's a valuable lesson, you know, like I learned some valuable lessons recently about, you know, like not everyone's gonna like you as a musician and like the larger your audience gets, the more you're gonna see that and the more you need to be strong-willed and be able to handle criticism you know what I mean so valuable lessons I needed to be able to handle not getting exactly what I wanted because I didn't earn it and that's sometimes it's it's sometimes you do deserve it and sometimes you just don't get it and that hurts yeah it's always a bummer yeah I know what you mean you get over it yeah except for apparently I'm still not over that valedictorian thing well, there was a point to that. Oh, Mississippi State. So I chose to miss, go to Mississippi State because at that time, even though I was very musically, uh, or like I did a lot of I did show choir and I was just a singer just through and through. Like I annoyed the crap out of my parents all the time just singing. So like I knew that I wanted to do that, but my mind was like, do what the world, do what your parents maybe, do what would make you proud 
or, you know, give you the most success in life. So I went with engineer. I went with biomedical engineer. Whoa. So I did that for three years in college and did fairly well. Like, did, you know, wasn't failing. I wasn't an average student. I was just like a little bit above average student. I skipped a lot of class, a lot. Um, did you have a minor in Jack Daniels and social anxiety? No. <laughs> uh, no, but... Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I went on like a, a, a super hippie phase where I just like went to music festivals a lot because I was just so much more interested in music, you know, than anything else. And I just wouldn't allow myself that. Sometimes you're the person standing in your way. You know what I mean? I think we need that just for personal development. Like that, that time, like in between high school and like going to college, man, I think like that 19, 20, maybe even 21, maybe wait until you're legal, old enough to drink. But having that phase to where you're just you're just out living, mm-hmm. and just, you're just tired of doing you know the, you're just tired of doing what that. You're supposed to do that's <laughs> that path that's been laid out for you forever, and you like you need to spend some of that time of your life going out and, and finding yourself and finding. But on the risk of sounding super cliche, like you need to go and figure out what you're into. Like for example, like I feel like sometimes oh, like my brother, it took him. A little bit of time to learn what it is that he was into but now he's like he because he he seemed lost for a moment and I understood that feeling and it's just he found plants and so now he's a plant person and is a genius and knows all these plant species and all this stuff like he had to kind of step away from just doing high school college job for a second to find that and now he's going to open his own plant store there you go yeah he's doing exactly what he's into so I did that later I went through many phases. I was a chief operating officer of a hotel in Starkville, Hotel Chester, actually. I, shout out to Suki Mullendore. Love her. Uh, and Dave as well. Um, they're good people. And, uh, yeah, then I, I learned architecture. I learned AutoCAD through a friend and worked for a man in Starkville named Billy Wayneman, who was just such a gentle, wonderful soul and was taken from this earth too early. Um, but he, his architecture studio was on a horse farm an equestrian farm. So they did like dressage events and things like that. And it was, it was real fun because yes, I would do drafting for him. And, but then also I'd get to feed horses sometimes. So it was just, it was the best job ever. Cool. Yeah. But, uh, moved to Hasburg, worked for another architect and then finally worked for James, which I knew we were going to get to James eventually. But, um, James is my current, uh, coworker slash boss and friend, dear friend. So, he and I run two podcasts together and mm-hmm. work on projects in Hattiesburg. Cool. Yeah. This episode of Porch Talk is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Caldera Lab. If you go to calderalab.com slash porch uh, at checkout, you can use promo code porch and save 20% off your total purchase order. A little bit about Caldera Lab. It was clinically tested to work on dry, normal, and oily skin, nine out of ten men who tried this product continue to do so, and they could tell a difference uh, with their skin. Uh, there's an improvement in the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, elasticity, dark spots, skin tone, and more. It really helped me out with the crow's feet and the wrinkles on my forehead. I have been using the good for about a week now and they also uh, sent me the clean slate icon and the base layer and uh, i've never really been into skincare products i was excited to give caldera lab a shot and i'm glad i did and so as you get a little bit older like myself um, maybe you would like to give these skincare products a try for your face and maybe you'll tell a difference just like i am uh I'm 32, but I'm currently looking about 23. So uh, look out for me. Once again, if you go to calderalab.com slash porch, use promo code porch, and you'll save 20% off of your purchase order. Back to the show. So you would, like, what is what is that degree from state? Archaeology. Oh, I skipped that part. I forgot. I did a year in archaeology. Okay, cool. And then, like, how does, I guess you kind of told it, like, from Hotel Chester to uh, working with horses to architecture. 
How does... I don't know, man. I just... I kind of just like blow in the wind and wherever I end up sometimes is yeah. where I end. What, uh, I mean, what really landed you toward like architecture? How'd you get into it? So, um, I'm actually very good with pin work. Like, with, well, I'm going to say very good. I'm not trying to like, no, like, unhumble brag here, but like, I do like to draw a lot. And I was trying to draw buildings on Mississippi State's campus. And Heather, my friend, Heather Applewhite, dear friend, uh, she was like, you need to learn how to do CAD and come work for this guy I work for. I taught myself CAD. I can teach you. And so through her and through, like, online program, I learned how to do CAD and got certified. So the first year was a whole lot of uh, Dollar Generals and low-income affordable housing, but it was good good work to start doing when you don't have any sort of background in it. I mean, I had, you know, years of, like, calculus and physics and differential equations Mm -hmm. from my engineering days so and we had like done a lot of mechanics like creating things creating machinery and or like simple machinery um so i was just like you know this is something that kind of naturally i fall into something about architecture uh i see it more in big cities and even mississippi like hattiesburg happens to be one of the most beautiful cities in the state in my opinion but of like bigger cities, why of are maybe it's a economic thing, but why brutalism? Why haven't we gotten why why don't we do beautiful things with buildings? I think a lot of times if you ask an architect that question, it'll be offensive to them because it's not really the designer like the design goes through so many phases before it's actually reached completion, so it just it morphs a little bit and a lot of times with contractors and safety and their view of safety mm-hmm. versus mechanics, physics, and you know the trusting the science, um, it kind of gets whittled away at times. Okay. Um, I think that the idea starts really big, and ends up something ergonomical and functional, um, especially when it comes to money, as well. You know, like a, a concrete facade versus brick facade. You know, these these differences are. You know, there's a historical, what's it called, the HOA, HA, Historical Committee, the Historical Committee. So the Historical okay. Committee will try the best they can to keep downtown areas. Pristine in the way they were. Yeah, they try to preserve as much as they can. Like in Hattiesburg, especially, like the like the avenues, they're historical, um, and downtown is historical. So creating new facades can be difficult, and making small changes in your house can be difficult sometimes, too. Like taking a tree out if you want to true so yes so we try we try to do that to keep things uniform but when it comes to like new design like and why we aren't doing you know like gothic design as much anymore and things like that is because i think that people's view on architecture is completely esoteric sure and in the majority of like contracting business like of of the people who do all the construction and all that i feel like it's a hive mind of create something that's going to last so sure i think like i guess like even startville um it has its it's kind of a weird thing i had a friend of mine i lived down in mobile for a time he came up here for a wedding and he called me uh after he was leaving startville he's like man you work in startville don't you and he's like yeah he said i've never seen a city more confused about its identity when it comes to architecture oh yeah especially the the cotton district it was yeah. mixed between like grecian new orleans like Roman architecture. It's just, just silly. Yeah. But I love it. It's like a little hodgepodge. It's like yeah. a little... That's a, and that's why I was like, it's just a hodgepodge, dude. <laughs> it, well, it used to be kind of like a shanty town. Like, it was... I don't know. Back when I lived here, all the houses were dilapidated and falling apart. Now, when I come back here, I hardly recognize it. Everything's being renovated. It's yeah. being made new. Well, uh, I'm happy for them. I mean, or for... I don't know. I'm happy for Starkville. Yeah. What about, uh, like... I just, you know, think about... I guess when it comes to Europe, or even I was in I was at Vigna del Mar, and I remember we were we were standing on the coast, and you look off in the distance, and there's this old Spanish castle, and it's like this. It's one of those things where you take a picture, but it doesn't do any justice. So right. why take the picture? Tell me about it. When I was in Japan, I was seeing all these beautiful temples and like all this crazy, like amazing architecture, and I would like take a picture of it and be like, eh, it just doesn't like. Yeah. You have to be there. Yeah. I mean, that's, you have to behold it for yourself. Yeah, speaking of being there, 
Uh, next month, I'm super excited about this. Next month, I'm going to go see Frank Lloyd Wright's Falling Waters. Oh. Yeah, so I'm very excited about seeing like a famous Frank Lloyd Wright house. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, man, walk it up to the podcast. Tell a little bit about that. I do want you to plug it. What made you want to start podcasting? So James was really into... James Polk um, is my, my friend, architect, boss, friend, person. So he... He was really interested in these podcasts that he was like attending and like listening to, and and there's one in particular called Entree Architect, mm-hmm. and it's a daily live podcast where uh, I think his name is Jeff Nichols. Jeff Nichols is the host, and he brings in like different guests every week, but it's every single day. They did it every single day for 365 days a year. Mercy. Yeah, it started at COVID, and they did it for like two or three years before they decided to start going like biweekly or something like that. Like some started to hone it back, but every day it was a live discussion between architects. And James is someone who really is interested and intrigued by connections with people. And he he and I both have made so many connections through the podcast, which is called Rough Draft Hattiesburg. I'm doing uh, an error underline. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our new one is Harmony House, building the Harmony House. So I think Rough Draft Hattiesburg was a little bit of like an experiment so that, oh, hey, my friend Rain just walked in. Yeah. But Rough Draft Hattiesburg was a little bit of an experiment um, where we just took people who were doing big things in Hattiesburg, who were making a difference, who were incredible people and just stood out. We were taking them and we were talking to them. Um, and we learned would this so be much. like anybody in the community, like someone I would consider like a shaker if they're trying to do something culturally or absolutely just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, yeah, we have, we've had some political candidate candidates on there, um, which they were both extremely poised and, and gave us no, uh, no tea. So Pol- political interviews. Suck. No, 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 they, <laughs> no, it was, I love, we had Gay Polk Payton on the show. She is a fireball. She is absolutely a riot and super talented. Is like one of the best national anthem singers ever. And um, and then we had Toby Barker on the show, who is like he used to be my neighbor. Like you see that guy out there picking up trash on the side of the road, like just putting it in his pocket. Our mayor here, Lynn Sproul, does it. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Yeah. Like he hates litter so much, but he also he's just a good Personal guy. Vendetta. He's just a good guy, and he he was great to have on the show. We have. Um, uh, we've we've had marijuana activists, like all kinds of stuff. Like, but we just we enjoy people who are making the world slightly better. You know what I mean? Like, so and so everyone on our show is someone who's done something just wonderful for the city of Hattiesburg, be it you know a development or something musical or just being a really amazing supporter or person. That, that we have those kind of people on that show on building the Harmony House. Our idea is to move to kind of like a global conversation, a global community of architects and musicians who talk about the, the reconciliation of the two. Like if you're a musician, tell us what you think about the architecture of this building or of this city. You know, like we want to talk to people about how architect or how architecture affects their daily lives. And we want to talk about how they think it might be connected to music and how the two can be intertwined. Well, I think it's also for the visual arts. I like a I like a good mural. I've, we've got a lot of great murals around this town. Uh, Columbus, Mississippi has done a great job with that. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Hattiesburg downtime in a while, and oh, it's crazy. There's a new one every like every other week. Yeah, that's what I've been um, hearing. Toby Barker had a a plan to put a hundred murals in Hattiesburg, and I think that we're like getting up there. It's getting close, huh? I don't know if it's close. I don't know if it's close, but I know that it's it's a lot. It's tens. So uh, y'all's Harmony House uh, that's based out of Nashville. Yes, basically. Uh, since I'm I'm based out of Nashville, and most of our guests are up there. We've got some really cool people that we're bringing on the show. Like I really wish I could just tell you everybody because like some of these people, I was just like so excited to meet in person. Dolly and, Parton. Uh, no, not quite Dolly Parton yet, but I heard that she hangs out in the Taco Bell up in Nashville. So she I'm likes to live moss. I think so. So apparently it's like you can like catch her at the Taco Bell a lot. So I'm going to start hanging out at the Taco Bell. Got to do it. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, well, I won't, I won't pry you or try to get some tea out on that, but uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I am Is, too. So are both podcasts still going to exist? Yes. Um, we're just going to do recording for Rough Draft all at one time. 
and then drop all the episodes at one time. Oh, like a season. Yeah, we're going to drop seasons instead because that get you know, we can do however many interviews a week. Like we could, it, there's 10 episodes a season, right? So like you could do two, two interviews, 10 a.m., 2 a.m., five days in a row, got it done in five days, and then spend the rest of the time editing. So And uh, Rough Draft Hattiesburg, that is, is that for uh, Hattiesburg? Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Only. You know, we have had one honored Laurelian on there, Joseph Hosey. He's the um, the Free State Forager. He He's my buddy that I always send my mushroom picks to to make sure that they're good mushrooms. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, he's helped me identify false turkey tails and stuff like that. Yeah. Mushrooms, man, psilocybin, all that. Good stuff. Good journeys. Also, what is it, the lines, man? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. For your brain. Yeah. Mushrooms are powerful. Plants in general. Like just back, back to your Ratio. brother, like learning uh, learning about different plants. Yeah. I mean, we do it at Munson Brothers. Like a lot of the uh, things that we use for our salads, we grow by the stage where the musicians play. It's pretty awesome. I've got to go check that place out. Yeah. I did give you that contact, right? Yeah. Good. Okay. But uh, you're in. All you got to do is make the contact. Yeah. You know, I feel like... This is the ADHD in me, but I feel like I didn't like actually answer your question earlier, like way earlier when you asked me like how I got to music. Yeah, I just like went all the way around it. So can we circle back to that right now? Do it. So I sang in a couple bands when I was living in Starkville back in like 2015 to 2019. Sang in a band called Thunderleg was not named after me. It's old. It was an old like kung fu movie, but um, <laughs> yeah, I joined the band later, so I didn't really get to say in that one. But uh, did that for a while. I was in a duo called Two Part Sugar with Caleb Hudson, who also lives in Nashville. Um, and then I moved in 2019 and started playing solo music for myself. And like it started like to get real, like the idea of me being able to do this for myself, be able to write music. And so I played the mandolin for like three years or so. Mm-hmm. And I did solo work with the mandolin. It was a weird thing I did. I, I finger picked it, and it was just it was strange. Thing to do, um, but I was, was going to ask if guitar was your first instrument. Mm-mm. I've only played guitar t- for like a year and a half, almost I, two years. I could tell by the way that you pick it; you don't approach it like a guitar. Interesting. Expound. I've like a lot of the people that I'm really into right now that I've been trying to pick up on their style would put you in that. Is uh, many of them started on a banjo. And so the way that they pick would be the way that they pick a banjo. You know, I actually thought about that the other day. I was like, I'm kind of playing this like a banjo right now. You were, you were, yeah. I thought about that because the song that I wrote, I'm doing the seven-day songwriting challenge, right? And I wrote this song for my grandmother, and it's a country song, but it sounds really country because I've got the uh, sound hall cover in, and I'm finger-picking it like a banjo. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a banjo. I was like, why? Just it like fr- And with the sound hall in, too, like it's just so different. Different of sound in recording when you have that in there, so yeah, and also, like, just I, I think about and we'll, we'll get back to you on music, but I, I wanted to say this because I, when we were chatting uh before this, uh, I, th- I think I struck you of uh, what people do as an occupation, uh, I find it in their songwriting. Like, I can tell if a guitar player is a machinist, mm-hmm. and I and I can also tell if he's good at math. Interesting. Uh, and you can just tell by the way that they approach it, like the way that they approach the scale and there's like what they do. I would argue it's it's geometry mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and, of course, transposing, but like. And then uh, there are people who like, uh, and I would consider this as more blues and soul. Uh, like that would be more like jazz to me. I'm not, and I'm not saying that everything has to be in a box for them, but it typically works that way. But like with a blues player of typically an ele- electrician background, what I found, mm. and uh, and they hang loose like uh, it's it's more of the 
letting the note speak for itself than playing fast. These are lovely metaphors. So what do you think it is that my music sounds like I'm playing with? Well, with your words and what songs of yours that I've heard is uh, your your words build a home. And uh, like it, it, I think it gives someone a place to live. I've meaningful lyrics although they're they're sad and there's nothing wrong with a sad i write sad songs mm-hmm. uh but uh you do a good job of getting that emotion and putting it in a house so to speak that's what I, and that's what i meant like when i told you i was like i, I find your songwriting to be like uh the mind of an architect you know what's really funny is that my uh my friend rs fields uses this term sorry i always say fields but it's field R.S. Field, um, he uses this term guitar architecture, mm-hmm. which I love, um, and I've adopted it. So, but yeah, I think I think maybe I don't play guitar. I play guitar architecture. I like that. Yeah, there was another really good one I heard recently called Alternative. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I was like, it's like country alternative, and I was like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love to be that. Let me be like the country version of Haley Williams, and I think my life would be complete. Yeah, dude. There needs, it, but don't, don't nobody steal my idea. See, there's me being country. Uh, trademark Tim. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Haley Williams. I, I've never seen someone uh, sing better with a black choir. Mm. You know the Ain't It Fun? Yeah. It's probably my favorite Paramore song. She done that with a black choir, and like just watching that video is pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, she's an incredible performer too. Um, just so much energy on stage, which you know, I've been thinking all, pretty hard recently about my uh, presence on stage, having received a review. You have improved a lot, and I, but like uh, with the the get down, like seeing those videos of you with those mm-hmm. guys. It's a lot well, different. Well, that's mostly Mississippi Shakedown. Uh, the Get Down's first show with me is tonight. I get those mixed up. Of mm-hmm. uh, too too close names. They were not related. They were not created in junction with each other. They were created completely parallel. Cool. So yeah, uh, but your presence with them is a lot different than your your solo presence. Yeah, it gives me a lot more freedom to like run around stage and be a performer. Like whenever, so I've only played guitar for a year and a half. I don't feel like I'm as comfortable with my guitar playing as I could be. So whenever I have to do both, I feel like I don't know my one or the other kind of suffers a little bit, which is why it's so much more fun. It's so much fun to to just hold a wireless microphone and jump around stage. It's what I really love to do. But you got to work up to that point. You got to be able to do your job as a solo artist and be able to write uh, in order to do that. So, I mean, like, think about Taylor Swift, which, I mean, I'm kind of tired of thinking about Taylor, but, but think about it, like, she started playing singer-songwriter type guitars, what, at the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville, mm-hmm. and then, like, she, when she first started doing big live performances, like, like, arenas and stuff, she would have a guitar for every other song, you know, she started dropping the guitar and then became a performer. The, the pop star. Yeah, so, so... A lot of times people say there's a difference between being an entertainer and being an artist. I don't, th- I think, yeah, there's, there's different types of, of artistry, but your entertainment portion is, is part of that. Like to be a singer that just has a microphone and runs around stage, that's entertainment as well sure. as artistry. So I don't think the two should be separated from each other. What like do you that. want? Hmm? What do you want personally? I'd like to write neo-soul music um that's like kind of something that's been in my mind for a while I've, i'm i love uh bands like lawrence and uh melt is another good one okay uh just think like anderson pock like um i'm just trying to think like there's a lot of those like neo-soul kind of uh john batiste Mm-hmm. And it's just it's high energy and it's it's fun and so like my new challenge is trying to write like high energy fun songs with a very limited chord library and uh, you know but but that's one thing I'd really like to do. Um, currently, I am working on an album of Americana country folk songs that should come out next summer. Um, Where'd you do the recording? It's has has not been recorded yet, but everything is together, and we are going to record. I have all my musicians. Like it's, there's so much more to 
making an album than I ever thought there would be. Like I knew it was it was more complicated than I thought. But when you get to when you get to Nashville, in, in fact, just like in general, when you get up there, you get slapped in the face with the business business logistics of everything. Yeah. So you have to. It's a learning experience. I'm glad I moved up there because there are some things that I would have never known. Like every other person that you see is someone who's who's been, you know, through academia for music, and they are super helpful people because they like they understand the law and copyright and you know. Um, mm-hmm making budgets for investors and and it's just there's so much to it it's overwhelming this episode of porch talk is also sponsored by manscaped you can go to manscaped.com and at checkout use promo code porch talk all one word porch talk all one word receive 20 percent off your total purchase order and get free shipping uh manscaped sent me the performance package 4.0 that comes with their beard trimmer uh the weed whacker which is for those unsightly ear and nose hairs and then the lawnmower which is for you downstairs it also comes with the crop preserver and the crop reviver uh that is for um it's for your genitalia their their boys uh it'll keep you from uh if you're ever been in the south in the summer uh, you know a little bit about how it feels down there, and those two wonderful products will uh, help you feeling cool and keep you smelling good so you don't smell like a foot. So go to manscaped.com, and if they are the leading company when it comes to men's grooming, they also, the performance package comes with the most comfortable pair of underwear I've ever owned. So if you have never given Manscaped a try, I highly recommend them. You can go to manscaped.com, use Porch Talk as your promo code at checkout, receive 20% off your total purchase order, and uh, man, just look at my beard. If that says anything about them, should say it all. I got the best beard around, no doubt about it. Now, back to the show. Yeah. I mean, it's I do like a lot of lo-fi stuff and like helping people get off the ground, but when it comes to like a really well-produced and like the things that I do is something that you could be proud of, but like to the level of what you're talking about of professionalism when it comes to that album being produced to that level, that is a whole different animal. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to it. And people don't think about that. Uh, and like with live shows, it was funny to me. It's, it's been funny seeing this meteoric rise of this Oliver Anthony. And oh, yeah. he, he recently had this uh, uh, conflict with the cotton eye Joe. He has this, friend uh as his booking agent cotton eye joe contacted him and the dude's like we'd like one hundred twenty thousand, and they okay and then he he makes his social media post make it a little video about oh, i saw that don't, don't buy the tickets you know some to go to my show it should only cost 40 at the most 25 and then the cotton eye joe made a post be like we had to cancel with him uh the tickets are high because of him if you ask 120k that's how much tickets have to be for us oh. to break even. So now the truth comes out. Mm-hmm. Right. And but it's also- and I said and I did the math. And their post, Cotton Eye Joe, and you can still check it. They cut their comments off, which I don't blame them for doing that. But the, the post stands is after you do the math, you look up their seating, how many they can seat, their VIP. Uh, do that math. Did I didn't even consider people boozing. That's probably where a little bit of the profit would be. Oh, yeah. Most of it. But for them to book that and give him what he wants and then pay the taxes and pay their people, they would literally be breaking even. So have you heard of the term industry plant? Yeah, and I think that could definitely, I think maybe he is. Potentially, yeah. I mean, like, it was like, I can't remember whose album was, was like completely sweeping top 10 before this but then like so he Jason Aldean Jason okay so he's Jason Aldean's on and then Tyler Childers like did the inverse of it and was just as successful yeah well then also like so what's his name Zach Bryan Zach Bryan's new album comes out after he like kind of sweeps the top there and then just takes the whole thing takes all like so strange to me it makes me wonder since they're so similar too, that it was like I don't know. I'm a I'm conspiracy theory right I now. I think we all are, you know. Conspiracy theory looks super bad, but that just like, means you're right. 
<laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm so, I know. I know I'm right. I don't remember what you're talking about. But industry plants. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it could, it could have been an industry plant. Who knows? Um, but Zach Bryan's album is really good. I've listened to it. Um, it's underproduced, just like the first one, which is like, you know, his style, how he does things. And it's a little awe-inspiring to me that his album is that popular. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, good for him. Yeah. So I, I don't think, uh, and another thing, just, I guess, to finish my point with Oliver Anthony, I think that is exactly what happens to someone who, no history, uh, of anything and then boom blows up overnight and now you have to handle this newfound success so with, I like, with, with no help so i enjoy the song the song is good but i hate that line about like the overweight person in the twinkies like whatever man like oh the fudge rounds yeah yeah fudge rounds. I, was, I thought that was like I, I don't know that line hit me the wrong way and i was just like I, I, I think that one that for uh for a lot of people it hit wrong for yeah. a lot of people it hit right yeah. It's just kind of where we are right we, now, Okay, speaking yeah. of where we are, can we talk about the fact that it's an election year and that I just want to tell a story real fast. So Tell it. Okay, so every my birthday is November 7th. So Mine every is four, every yeah, oh my god, Scorpio tw- twin? Are we I thought like the the alignment moved and November 7th. Something else. November 7th. Oh, okay. What? I I don't look in the Anyway, y'all yeah. all know when my birthday is now. You can visit my Amazon wish list and get me anything you want November 7th. Oh, nice. I'm just kidding. And plug, but, your, plug your cash app and Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I accept okay. uh, half-used gift cards. Um, <laughs> pocket change. Oh, uh, she's, uh, she's trying to live Moss, Taco Bell, uh, so but, she can meet Dolly. Exactly. But back to my story, um, which I'm trying to remember what it was about. Oh, wait. Politics. Yes. Okay. So my birthday is November 7th. And every four years, I either have the best birthday or the worst birthday of my life. <laughs> yeah. We get to figure out who won the election. <laughs> so uh, almost eight years ago, I was turning, what, like 22 the year Donald Trump was elected. And that was that long ago. Yeah. No, crazy, right? But uh, I just, I, my, I spent my entire afternoon in a hammock in the backyard with a double bottle of red wine, blasting Where is the Love by Black Eyed Peas on repeat for hours. I was having a hard time. Yeah, man. It was a bad day. But anyway, I just, I love I was it. working a music festival in Corinth. <sighs> having a blast and everybody was distraught or really excited. Right, right, right. It was just <laughs> the end of the worst football game ever, <laughs> like best for some. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. That was no. That was the whole story. Like it was the future. Like the 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 later version of "Where's the Love" to the all capital version. If you haven't listened to that, the future version of "Where's the Love" is like all caps. It's like one word. It's the best. I'm learning so much. Yeah. <laughs> Black eyed peas, man. Yeah. Those guys loaded with talent. Was it? Uh, is that Shakira? Was in it? No. No, it was Fergie. 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 Delicious definition. Make them boys go local. Yeah, that's right. All right, to uh, back to you and your music. We were talking about Neo. So, uh, you went from uh, Thunderleg, the Thunderleg and Two Part Sugar were my Starkville groups, and then. Um, and so during that time, you were uh, you were just singing, right? Yep, just singing. Um, then you moved down to Hattiesburg. Yeah, moved down to Hattiesburg. Learned started how to writing your own music. Started writing my own music. Oh, man, the first ones like I don't even really like to play them anymore. They're so embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I had to like learn really early on in songwriting that like not every song should have the word love in it, let alone be about love. You know, like That's it seemed good. like the only time I was writing songs back then was when I was a heartbroken little baby. And taking a Taylor Swift rap. Oh yeah, I've got several songs about my exes. It's kind of a running joke at this point. They live in Texas. Mm-mm. <laughs> not a damn one. Oops, can I cuss on this? Part? You can do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Um. But we uh we take cuss words and turn them into woohoos. Yeah, good, good. Little dolphin sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I I went to Hattiesburg and I did solo music for a while and then played with some friends. What Hatt- was that like going in to, like by yourself and was it stepping into Hattiesburg DIY uh, or was this like going to the local venues and trying to get a spot? I'm not gonna lie, I moved to Hattiesburg and was a human tornado. 
like every, like everything in my path just just destroyed it. Like I just like came over there. I, I moved there out of one of the biggest heartbreaks of my life, and then was drinking a lot at the same time. So I just bulldozed the town. Like just I don't know. Ma- just made a very big name for myself very quickly um, of infamy. I guess like. So I had to do a lot of like damage control and and regain my life a little bit after that because I was just I was a sad person and I was bringing other people down into my sadness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was an energy vampire, I think back then. So I had to start realizing, you know, how to take care of myself and then others at the same time. So yeah, it was a big lesson learned, but. Um, I leave Hattiesburg with like really, really good vibes and good thoughts, like a lot of great, great memories, a lot of wonderful people that I've met, a lot of good lessons, um, and especially in music, because mm-hmm. I, I have learned so much through number one, being in Cole Hill Band, which ended up being Cole Hill and Good Company at the end, um, Hub City Sound Machine. So it's Cole Hill and Lana Wakeland band leaders, um, and they were huge role models for me, even though Cole is like, I think he's like five or six years younger than me. He just has always has this level head. Mm-hmm. He is very great at um, leading a band. He's extremely talented and just a good person all around. And Lana is the same. Um, but no, those two groups and then uh, my own band that I put together about a year and a half ago, uh, Holly Rumbarger and the New Relics. I love each and every one of them. They were amazing to learn how to like be a band leader for. It's a different animal. It really is. Um, there's a lot more organization that goes into it, and uh, I don't know. You you kind of have to you have to lead the energy of and the group. So and you had to be the opposite of energy vampire with that. Yeah, you. I mean, I I'm a completely different person than I was when I first moved to Hattiesburg. I have I'm a reformed hippie, as I like to say. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, just just uh, got a hold of everything and and you know, decided that music was more important than any of the other things that I was like that, you know, any of these negative things that I was doing or interested in, you know what I mean? Like when music suffered, I knew there was a problem. So like, I just stepped away from, from partying and from going to festivals and all that and really focused in on my own music for a while and sat with the heartbreak, which was something I had been avoiding for a long time. Yeah, you gotta go through it. I had to sit and go through it. And it. I came out with a lot of good songs out of it. Um, and yeah, Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg is a wonderful place. And it's got a great community. And it, people are just generally there for each other and, and lift each other up. So it's been a wonderful place for me to be. Are the new relics going to Nashville too? Um, no, I don't think the new relics are going to Nashville. Uh, we do have some shows booked, uh, you know, both this year and next year. Uh, but we were, that's kind of like a special group now. I think it's, it would be like a once in a blue moon. Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely my homecoming crew. Um, but they're, they're good people. I don't know. Uh, if you like check my Instagram or Facebook or whatever, you'll see that I made them bowling shirts. <laughs> I just have always wanted to do that as a band leader. So I had them custom bowling shirts made. That's awesome. <laughs> so you a fan of, uh, uh, Kingpin? Not sure. Not Bowling like movie? No, I haven't seen it. Hmm. I'm not a movie person. That that yeah, you don't fun do, fact. I do not do watch movies. movies. I do, can't sit still for what that you, long. What do you do with your time? You like to read? I do like to read. I was in a book club in Hattiesburg with like uh, 13 other like 65 year old ladies, and it was like the greatest joy of my life. What do you like to read? Hmm. What do you like to read? Oh, uh, I like like fantasy and uh, definitely fiction. I've I've read a lot of nonfiction too, but like. I'm I'm reading for enjoyment, really, and like I don't know. I need to. There are some books that I want to read, um, that are like scientific and how, you know nonfiction. But I don't know. Most of the time, I just stick to fiction. I do fantasy too. I read Lord of the Rings once a year. <laughs> that is one I could not. I was the Harry Potter kid for sure, like nerd Harry Potter. Oh, kid. you're gonna say like I've marked out chapters and pages. That's not that you don't have to read because it doesn't do anything for the story. I've, I thought Peter Jackson did a phenomenal job with the movies because, like, there is so much going on in those Lord of the Ring books that you didn't even need it for anything. It's just like filler. And it's already a long story. You didn't even need filler. I but, could never get through them. I could never get through The Hobbit. 
And the Hobbit's supposed to be the easy one. That is supposed to, uh, the audio book. There is a dramatized version that is very entertaining. Hmm. Might could do that. Cool. It's on Audible. Uh, yeah. So fantasies and science fictions, mm-hmm. nonfictions. Cool. Uh, what's the latest book you read? Um, I read Lessons in Chemistry. Hmm. Um, it was really good, but it was like infuriating because it was all about. Um, you know, like women's treatment in the workplace back in the nineteen um, like fifties and sixties, and it was not good. Yeah, it was kind of disturbing. It's like, have you ever read the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? No, couldn't finish it. It's just, it's like that's like the hand, like the Handmaid's Tale. Could not finish the Handmaid's Tale because it just made me feel icky. You know what I mean? Like the just bleh. So mm-hmm. okay. Oh, hmm. One second. Yeah, sure. I'll ask you three questions. We'll walk out of the door. Okay. Uh, where is the favorite favorite place that you've been in this world? Would you say Japan? Mm-mm. I think I'd say the Blue Ridge Parkway, Nanahala Gorge. And why? Memories. Okay. And just because I'm a waterfall fanatic, I have an affinity for waterfalls. And, like, driving through mountainous, like, of the Appalachians... You know, with the waterfalls all frozen and stuff. It's just, there's nothing more magical in the world. Especially if you do it while you're listening to Emancipator. Okay. Do it while listening to Emancipator and just go through like a late November or December. Or you something. ever been to Niagara Falls? Not yet. But I've been to uh, Falls Creek Falls, which is like one of the biggest waterfalls. What about Ruby it. Falls? Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool place. Been there. <laughs> Done that. <laughs> uh, I like volcanoes. Mm. I've seen one erupt. Fuego in Guatemala. I saw, and we were landing a plane one time, and it was it let out a whole bunch of smoke. It looked crazy. That is nuts. Yeah, I was wanting to be like, can we pick the plane back up and maybe circle? I would while? love to see that. Yeah, was, I love but, flying. Yeah, flying's fun. I like turbulence. I don't mind it. It's mm. like a wooden roller coaster yeah. for a little bit. Just spice things up. Yeah, you need it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, question two: uh, What are you looking to learn in Nashville? Either. I want to learn the ins and outs of the like the business aspect of music, and I want to learn, you know, what my sound actually is because it's really easy to create a scratch track, send it out to people, have them put whatever they want on it, and you send it back. It becomes a monster that way, you know, like it comes back and it's something completely different from what you you expected or what you wanted because the communication wasn't there. So this time around, I want to learn how to like really articulate what it is sound-wise that I'm trying to achieve. Hmm, that's good. So right now, as you understand it, when is the song finished? It is never finished. It's living and breathing? It is never finished. The song is never finished. You just accept it. Did you learn that from Bob Dylan? No. He does that. Hmm. You know, it's uh, a friend of mine recently went and called a Bob Dylan show. I saw him once. He's a teeny tiny little man. And you know, he's got a great voice actually live. Younger guys, uh, I guess they were anticipating what they, I shot the sheriff and what they thought it would sound like back when he wrote it. And it was like halfway through the song for him before it finally hit. Oh, this is I Shot the Sheriff. And no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even recognize and, uh, Dust in the Wind. Uh, I mean, my favorite, uh, Dust in the Wind or Blow, Blow Sorry, in the Wind? Sorry, Blowing in the Wind. Yeah, that's my favorite Dylan that. song. Uh, that song had an impact on me. It changed the uh, trajectory of my life. Wow. Answers blowing in the wind. It was a beautiful show. Like, the lighting was phenomenal. And he was wearing, like, this cream-colored suit and this big cream hat. And it was oh, just, yeah. like, it was all these, like, lights stand. hanging. It was beautiful. Sitter stand. Oh, I stood. And no, 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 him. Oh, I thought you were saying, you know, I said it standard at, like, oh, you a gotta concert. Stand. Like, you got to stand. You got to I mean, stand. But, um, I mean, obviously, within reason, if there's, like, a sweet granny behind me, you have to, you know, adhere to that. Yeah, sure. Only for the sweet grannies. Um... Yeah. No, he was standing. But yeah, those guys left halfway through a show. They were like fed up. And I was like, I think, and plus, I think I think they done it as a notch on their belt just to say they did it. Mm-hmm. So, so it probably didn't mean anything well, to Well, whenever I saw him, he was playing like a lot of like Cyrus Campbell and Frank Sinatra. And it sounded amazing. He did this cover of a, what's the song? A, um, Don't you remember? I was always your clown. So I try to change <laughs> me now. That song. Yeah, dude. And Sinatra was something else. Yeah. I, don't know. I think that's Cyrus Campbell, but anyway. I'm trying to remember. Uh, what is the name? Oh, anyway, we'll move it on. Last question. 
Uh, plug your socials. Where can people keep up with you? How do people stay in touch with what you're doing musically? Is there a YouTube or just Instagram? What do you do? Okay, so do you I'm, like to pick fights on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter? What's up? <laughs> I don't have a Twitter. Um, I should probably get one of those. But I do have an Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, they're all at Holly Rumbarger, H-O-L-L-E-Y-R-U-M-B-A-R-G-E-R. Um, and they're all Holly Rumbarger. I'm the one with the blue check mark because my mother is the other one. Um, she will not add your friend back. Yeah, Rumbarger. She will, not friend, she will first, not friend you back. First time I'd ever heard that. Where'd it come from? Germany. Holly Senior, though, she will not answer your friend requests. So send them to me. I'm a little upset about that. About Holly Senior. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh, Holly, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, man. This has been fun. <laughs> Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> 